BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I hope you're having the best day. Today's episode I have on my good friends, Julia and Hunter Havens. They are vloggers, they're on Instagram, they're on every social platform. They're absolutely killing it. They're some of the coolest, most fun, friendliest people ever. You guys are going to love this episode. We are talking relationships. We're talking their new move to Nashville, um, social strategy, growth, growing an Instagram, all of that stuff. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy. I got so many DMs from you guys when I posted that I was having them on of you guys being so excited. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear today's episode. As always, be sure to join the mailing list, the Facebook group, follow us on Instagram. If you guys like the podcast, subscribe and leave a nice little review. Without further ado, let's welcome Julia and Hunter on. Julia, I'm so glad that you asked to talk about Dom's TikTok. Are you referring to her nail drama? Yes. Literally, I was like, this could be like a viral sound because it was so funny. I was dying. Our favorite comment was like, this audio has so much potential. It, no, it actually did. But I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. She's hilarious. Oh, so funny. For the listeners, if you guys are unaware, Dom has been having some nail drama and she thinks that her nails are giving Princess Fiona from Shrek bites. <laughs> and it's exactly. just really something. It's so relatable. No, it's so funny. Also, I miss you guys. I just felt like... Had we had more time together in Dallas, it really could have just been us three against the world, you know? I know. I think we would be hanging out like the last like month before we yes. took off. Yeah, that's yeah. when we finally like got to meet and everything. But yeah. I feel like a little piece of my heart is like in Texas. Like I know that's that cheesy song. Like, wasn't it like I left my heart in Texas or yeah, something like that? Something. But I feel like after living there, even though I'm not from there, Hunter's from there. I just feel like I'll always just have a little special spot. There's, there's like a, a true sense of like comfort there. That yeah. We'll always like going home to visit. It'll feel like going home to visit. It'll be like cozy and comfortable. Like yeah. visiting home versus like, I don't know. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're in a good place. Yes. How is Nashville? It's good. Yeah. It's so good. We're still kind of in that phase where you're getting used to your surroundings, like getting used to your house. Like it still feels uncomfortable almost. I keep, I keep joking around that like, we'll hear like 
ice fall out of the ice machine and we're like, what the hell is that? Like who's yeah. out there? You know, we're right. we're still not used to the sound, still don't know what like light switches do what, get used to all that. I think it stuff. takes a while too to like walk in your house and be like, okay, this is like home, even though like this, we love our house, we're obsessed with it, it's so comfortable, but to make it feel like yours, it just takes a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel like you've been able to get into any sort of routine? We were just talking about how like moving and reno lifestyle is the worst. That's the worst part for sure. No, no routine. We literally, we were like, we feel like we're on vacation because you just wake up and you're like, what should I do? Obviously working and everything, trying to get the house ready. We have like people coming in and out all the time for like different, you know, looking at water filters and, you know, different like house things, like adult things that are really boring. And that's about to happen. Yeah, we're not cooking a ton because of COVID. Everything's like, there's a lot of stuff that's like to go. So we're, every morning we're like, what should we get for breakfast this morning? Where should we go? Where should we go for lunch? What about dinner? And we've eaten out so much. So it's like kind of pulling back on that and getting in a routine. And we kind of started that yesterday. Really, Yeah, we're really trying because I think that makes you feel settled, you know? Also, by the way, Julia, I couldn't agree with you more on your coffee that you've been talking about. I too like bad coffee. I understand the whole craft coffee thing. It's just not for me. Like I prefer the worse the coffee is, I think the better it tastes to me. Oh yeah. Like gas station. Yes. Like, sign me up. Best coffee ever. Yes. Yeah. I did a deal with 7-Eleven or I'm pretty sure it was 7-Eleven like two years ago oh, yeah. for gas station yes. coffee. And they were like, are you sure? I'm like, no, no, like you don't understand. Like this is perfect for me. <laughs> this is so organic. Like I love your coffee. I know. I just, I try craft coffee and I just can't get on board. It's just too like flavorful for me or something. I don't know. What yeah, I, I think I kind of have one foot in one foot out. Yeah, like I appreciate craft, but I can chug some crappy coffee yeah <laughs> yeah you're a team player you actually I feel like you're kind of that way with a lot of your life just in general like you yeah. can yeah, do so. a lot Hunter, you know Hunter's very open-minded he will literally try anything he will I don't know you just are open to a lot of different things yeah I still low-key have my preferences that like I'll fight for yeah. at the end of the day but yeah pretty open to go with the probably film. one of the most open-minded people I know yeah, maybe so. I think so. You guys are both like specific in taste too, though, at the same time. Like, you know what you like and you're just very knowledgeable in so many different like random things. And I feel like most people are like, yeah, I think that's okay. But you guys like actually know what you're talking about, you know? I guess. I don't know. I know. We're also like old, it feels <laughs> like. <laughs> We're like, we, we've had a little, a few years of like marriage and like obviously like professional work and stuff like that, that kind of helped define like the route we're going in life what we're doing what we desire that kind of stuff yeah i guess we are you guys are not old <laughs> julie's like speak for yourself i know i feel like it's sad because we're 29 and i'm like i literally feel like 21 like i want to be like a tiktok star i <laughs> love Haley bieber's fashion like i'm stuck 21 year old body. I don't understand it. Yeah. And I think we feel sometimes old, like in the space we're in, Yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of like Kinsey, like you're so like, you seem so young and it's like amazing where you're at. But mature. But yeah, mature Like in in the sense. Yeah. Like you're so mature, but like, we know you're young, you're much younger than we are, but you carry yourself like we would. And so it's like really cool to be around people like yourself, but it ends up being around like we're 30, basically hanging around a bunch of like 24 year olds. I know. Which is nothing, no problem with that. Like we, we appreciate it. Keeps, us young. <laughs> Keeps you young. You guys can still be TikTok stars. Speaking of, yes, yeah, see, so I'm 23, guys. 
we had this very long talk, probably like two months ago at this point about like my dating life. (laughs) So now that you guys are in Nashville, this is my new thing. I think that I need to be with a country star. So if you know anyone, Hunter, honestly, you're really the guy to set me up. You are one of the few that I would actually trust to set me up with someone. I I actually have a guy for you. We actually, we cannot just close (laughs) this, but we live near a country star. We obviously can't say who it is, but like right there, like literally on our street. Very exciting. We'll we'll tell you after, but. (laughs) Okay, guys, I have been a little bit overwhelmed. My house is in shambles right now. I'm doing kitchen renovation. I got to get a lot of like water damage done. Not fun things. Okay. And it has really thrown me off of my healthy eating routine, but Green Chef is here saving the day. Green Chef makes eating well, very easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. As you guys know, I actually think that I am the 23-year-old version of Martha Stewart, so I love Green Chef. To me, the best part about it is, yes, it comes to your door, which is awesome. But also because the ingredients come pre-portioned, I'm not wasting a lot of food. I live by myself. Dom lives here sometimes. And when I'm really just cooking for like one to two people, I find that I waste a lot of ingredients. So that's my favorite thing. It saves me so much time. It keeps me on my healthy eating track. Also cooking really relaxes me. So it's like one of my favorite hobbies. I absolutely love Green Chef and you guys will as well. If you guys want, you can go to greenchef.com slash 90 I love you and use code 90 I love you to get $90 off, including free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Again, go to greenchef.com slash 90 I love you and use code 90 I love you to get $90 off, including free shipping. Okay, guys, let's get back to the episode. Speaking of finding love, can you guys tell the story of where you met? I know like you met in college, but I need some more details. Yes. Okay. So wait, do you want to tell it first? You tell it first go, and then I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Basically, I'll try and keep it short and concise. We were at a sorority fraternity mixer, mixer call it? Yeah, yeah, at a bar. And um, Hunter was actually not in the frat, but he was there with some of his football teammates. And he came in and just came up to me on the dance floor. And like, literally right when I saw him, I was like, I always say it was like love at first sight, which I think is like the cheesiest thing ever. And I never believed that I was like, that's literally like a fairy tale like phrase, but it's like this little like thing that you feel when you see someone, it's like a little sparkle and you're just like, so captivated by them. And I just remember seeing him and thought he like his smile. He was like so charming. We started talking, he got my number and then we kind of separated for the night. And then later on we got together and we literally stayed up till like 5am talking. We spent every day together since that. It was just like instantly just click. Yeah. I think our conversation after we met, we like met on like the dance floor at this like little bar talked then. And she said we separated, but it was really about like once we came back together and had like deeper conversation we had, I think, four or five hours of conversation every night in a row for like 10 nights yeah. and just like getting to know each other. And that I think really like set a foundation for one, what we're big on is like communication. We've always talked about that, but just like truly getting to know each other. 
one of the good things is that I feel like a lot of guys these days are maybe a little bit timid with like going up to girls or like now it's like yeah. dating apps. Right. And Hunter's like so outgoing literally to the point of like, I'm like, okay, you don't need to like talk to everybody. <laughs> so I feel like that was probably really nice for you, you know, to meet a lot of people and meet girls and stuff like before we were dating and you came up to me, like I would have been too shy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's just kind of a, a small thing that's looked past for guys. Like you need to be like outgoing and just like go up to girls and be like, Hey, and just be cool. Yeah. And a piece of truth about the story that we don't always tell, but it yeah. is like an important factor and not ashamed of this by any means, but it was actually myself and two of my roommates, other teammates on my football team, we were uh, playing a game that night of who could get the most numbers. And mm-hmm. it was, <laughs> so it was a game I had come up with truly because my roommates were just so um, timid. timid. And so it was a way for me to be like, Hey, I want to meet people. Like y'all need to go meet people too. Like let's put this like little game together. And that's how it like happened where I was like able to separate from them and meet Julia and they were able to go meet some women and stuff like that as well. Regardless, it all, it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of looking back, I'm like, oh dang, like great. I was just a casualty of the game, but no, we actually <laughs> connected. So it yeah, yeah, yeah. That way. what year of college was this? It was like the first semester of our junior year. We both transferred in actually as sophomores and we lived on the same floor in the same apartment building for one full year and we never met. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow. So at what point were you like, yeah, we're going to get married? Like a couple days in. Yeah. You were like, I'm, we're, we're going to, I think married. I said like, I'm going to marry you. Like we're going to get married. Yeah. We kind of like <laughs> fell really fast and hard. I actually had just come out of a like long-term relationship and it was probably like two or three years and it was mm-hmm. long distance also. And I had, I mean, I'm a couple of weeks just fresh out of that relationship. And I was like, I do not want to like be with another guy for a long time. I need a break. I had had boyfriends for like five years and, uh, I wasn't interested, but I was, we were so like connected. Like it was just kind of, there was so much chemistry. I was like, I just don't see how I'm going to like, we were were both kind of in a similar place of like not ready for a relationship or not like thinking we were ready when we met. And that almost like put our guards down a little bit and allowed us to like really get to know each other. Yeah. Oh, what's your proposal story? Nothing crazy. We waited till, well, Hunter wanted to get married, like in college, like true no, Texas man. I would, have been college. I, I would have been down to like get engaged in college and then probably married like a little bit post. I think that's so cute. I love that about you because yeah, like, yeah. I like that Texas, some Texas boys, that might be a generalization. They're a little bit more traditional. They're like not afraid of marriage where like you get on the coast and the guys are like, Oh, I'm going to wait till I'm like 35. Like I won't be, you know, locked down. And it's like, that's not necessarily cool. Like it's so cute when, you know, guys are ready to like start a family and stuff. So I really liked that about him, but I was like, I think we should just wait till we're graduated so we can like wedding plan and just have that be like the whole next chapter versus like trying to do school and all that stuff. So proposal, you can tell me. Yeah. Well, we designed the ring together. And so she knew that like, we're getting a ring basically. So there was not much of a surprise element there. Yeah. And we were living with my parents at the time post college and Julia's the one that answered the door when the ring arrived once it was delivered. So I was like, shoot, she knows it. She knows it's here. Like, great. So I waited like three months. Like I think she was expecting it to be like right after that. And I waited a little bit and almost like made her forget that we had a ring was my goal and actually ended up doing it on her birthday, which 
had some surprise element to it, but I mean, not really. That's probably the day you were expecting, I would say. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but he basically sent me on like a little scavenger hunt, which was really cute. Like at our, to all of our favorite places, like the coffee shop down the street from our house. And then I went to like the spa and got like a massage and there's little notes. He had like gone around and left notes with everybody, which was cute. And then when I got to the location, it was like around this big pond and on the sidewalk, there were like every 15 feet or so he wrote like the different milestones of our relationships in chalk. So it'd be like the day that we met and like with the date and then, you know, our first kiss, the day that we got Noah, like when we graduated college, like all of our milestones of our relationship. And then he was at the end. So yeah, that's cute. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah. 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 And, and one thing we're talking about, like a lot of like the great, like, oh, we met and fell in love and got married, but like there's, it wasn't like rainbows and butterflies the whole time. No, yeah. We, we yeah. had some ups and downs just like anybody. And before we got engaged and yeah. times where we thought we wouldn't stay together. Yeah, I thought we were going to break up. Wait, no we way. Like, I can't even yeah. picture that. Wait, like how serious were you like maybe not staying together? I need to know this. Well, it was only like kind of for a period of time. We kind of had some complications with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, exes in general, like other relationships we had going, like just stuff like that where we, it was like a good year where we were like, like fighting to make it work. Yeah. I think because we were so fresh out of relationships, like the ex is still like, I, it was not like there were even still feelings there, but maybe just like some fallout that hadn't been cleared yet. So obviously that's always going to cause like friction and issues. So we went back and forth on that stuff for a while and we just were like, you know, arguing a lot about it. But at the end of the day, we were like, we honestly can't see our lives without each other. So we need to like literally just like stack up and decide to just like put it all in the past and like move on and just start our life. Let's just forget that. But we were just really young, yeah. And, you know, trying to figure out how to be mature. But Julia's backstory, like she said, was coming out of a relationship with her ex. Mine was, I, I had a long-term relationship before that and then had like a year of being single and like having fun, like college life. Yeah. And so that's what carried over into our relationship was like my fun college life. And then like the most recent things for both of us was like my fun college life and her ex-boyfriend was kind of getting intertwined and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So I would say that didn't put a damper by any means, but like it, Just, it forced us to go through like what any relationship would go through, like your ups and downs, your battles, your fights. And jealousy, like, yeah, stuff to work through, exactly. you know, all that kind of stuff. I think that's so important to share though, because now, especially having like married friends, I have a lot of friends who are a lot older than me or even like, pastors, things like that, that I'm really close with. And they will tell me like more so behind the scenes of like what was really going on or like the problems. And I'm like, see that I wish that that was shared more because I feel like so often people just break up because it's like, oh, the second there's a problem, it's not right. And like, obviously that's not the right thinking, but people just don't talk about it. No, totally. And I think that it's just hard those are just like such intimate things that it's like scary to like expose, you know, real relationship stuff. Right. But, um, I totally agree. And one other thing that's really cool. My sister actually made this comparison. This is kind of the other direction, not with conflict, but she, she's been married now a couple of years as well. And like her and her husband are like so happy together and their relationship is really chill. And she's sometimes was like, you know, it feels weird that everything is just so balanced and like calm. There's no like fighting. There's, you know, 
it's just fine. And someone was like, yeah, well you get, when you're in like toxic relationships or, you know, when you're working through things, you get so used to there being like combat or an issue that when you're married and you feel like, oh, this is like boring. It's actually just because it's like a healthy relationship and there's not a lot of conflict going on. So of course you're going to have your ups and downs, but a lot of people think like, oh, how do I keep it, you know, spicy or alive, or I just feel so stagnant. It's like, that's married life. Like you're literally just chilling with your best friend, you know, and then, and you fight like family members, kind of like how you'd fight with like your parents or your sister or brother. It's just like that, you know? Totally. Yeah. That's really good. I listened to a podcast. I think it's actually the Skinny Confidential like a year or two ago. And Lauren was talking about how, how she had like associated certain things as comfort. So like chaos is comfort. And when she met Michael, he wasn't like chaotic and it was a healthy relationship. And so she was like, I don't know if this is it. Or like she was, I just remember her saying she was like really struggling because all she'd known is chaos. So when she was in something that was healthy, it was actually really hard for her to accept. I think like the health of the relationship because that wasn't what she was used to. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly that, what I That's yeah. very well summarized. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I would say that's spot on. There's like almost endorphins that are released when you're like in a fight and you get like a high from It's like it. adrenaline. Yeah, I think. adrenaline. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you're not having that, you're almost like, well, like, you know, is this like what life is like moving forward? You know? But- I know. We like, Hunter and I hate fighting. We both don't like it. And whenever we get in arguments or fights. Like we're both like, we don't like that. Mm -hmm. How do we avoid that from happening? Because like, it makes us sad. And so we try to, I don't know, figure out ways to just avoid miscommunication as much as possible. Obviously it's always going to happen. We bicker a lot. We always say bicker a lot, like daily kind of like give each other shit about things. But it's very um, rare that we're like in a fight. And if we get in a fight, it maybe will last like two hours. Yeah. Maybe like once a year, like a, like a really big, one yeah but other than that just lots of little fights you know I love like when you guys talk about relationships especially on your channel or give advice because also it feels like when I will talk to you guys about something it literally feels the exact way on your YouTube videos which I think is like why you guys do so well but also I would actually like trust your advice I'm like okay what do you think about this like I was telling someone the other day I'm like there's probably like three people or three like couples that I actually really trust and would actually trust to like set me up with someone because I'm so picky and I was like Julian Hunter being one of them like that's pretty wow. much it that's such an honor yeah. thank you flattered thank you yeah I always say I think Hunter's the best advice giver probably over me sometimes I'm a little bit too nice or gentle you're like really honest like, yeah, but sometimes up. I'm a little harsh a little like, harsh. I can be like kind of direct where I could say like yeah screw him like break up with him and then you break up with the guy of your dreams kind of thing, you know? But Hunter, like I, I've seen him give advice to like my sisters, our friends, like everybody. And it's always like pretty spot on. Like he'll be like, that guy's using you or like, don't, you should not hook up with him because he definitely, that's all he cares about. And, and it always ends up being true. Like people are like, Oh my, I'm so glad I listened. I'm like, wow. Like I just hit on the head. I don't know how. Yeah. I think you give, you both give really good advice. Like I think you're pretty much always right. Can't think of a time when you would be wrong in these situations. How is your dating life? Any progress? Julia, it's like literally, it's not even that there's no progress. It's just that if here's, here's actually the reality of what what was happening. Monday through Friday, I'm just so busy. And if a boy reaches out to me, it's exhausting, which is a sign of like, I'm not into it. Right. But then the weekend hits. 
not that I'm seeing them, but I'm like, you know, I'm bored now. I'm not working. So like, maybe I'll reply. That's kind of where I'm at. So honestly, it will be like a miracle when I meet someone. That's kind of how I'm, how I'm viewing it. You know, I feel like, oh gosh, if I were, I'm such an introvert. I think you and I are the same. We're like extroverted introverts. It's like, it would be so exhausting to like meet so many people, like even meeting people here in Nashville. I'm like, this is so great. But the other night I was like, we've had like three social events this week and I'm tapped. Like I got to stare at the wall for like a day and just like, I can't talk to anybody. Exactly. Like I need to be home reading. That's how I feel. I just can't do it. And then there's times where I will be, I mean, I'm typically like always outgoing, but where I will like be the life of the party. And then I come home and I'm like, I need two weeks to like not talk to anyone, see anyone, especially with the past year of like, I really haven't seen anyone. Right. And then I'm like, my almost like social anxiety is like through the roof because I don't have to do it anymore. So I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Also, I trust you guys. So if you guys meet anyone, I need a text. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll start racking up the single boys here and we'll keep them on reserve for when you come to visit. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep my eyes peeled for some book club boys for you. Oh yes. Book club boys. Genius. You know, I didn't even think about that. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You guys can bond over your book collection that you haven't read. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. Oh, okay, I want to talk about social strategy. You guys are killing it online. I've said this to you so many times. I'm like, I know that we're friends, but also my favorite vloggers. I'm like, I don't think I've missed a video in who knows how long. But I want to talk about social strategy and growth. Julie and I have talked about this when we went to brunch without you. Sorry, Hunter. But let's start with growth on Instagram. This is actually like the number one thing people wanted to hear from you guys even to the point of like reward style strategy. So growing on Instagram, obviously I know there's so much that goes into this, but like, what are your top tips? Oh my God. Okay. Honestly, we talk about this all the time and I'll like look at our Instagram followers and we're like, how did we even get those? Like, I actually don't know. It's a combination of a lot of things, right? I think nowadays, especially like being on as many platforms as possible is always, they're all going to feed off of each other, right? So your YouTube growth is going to help your Instagram growth. Your TikTok growth will help your Instagram growth and vice versa. They all kind of, you know, cross penetrate. Let's, let's, let's throw like a little caveat in there. So it's like, you're not watering yourself down too much by like over diversifying where your content yeah. is, um, I guess being displayed, but using those to your advantage, if you do it the right way, it can like really help. I think right now, like Instagram to me as a platform, like today feels like a very challenging place to grow. I would say the ways that you kind of grow are by collaborating with other people, word of mouth, like people promoting you or you promote others, just like all that exchange, because it's really hard to get discovered unless you are creating like beautiful photography, because that's kind of the style of Instagram, right? So, you know, think about the explore page. It's always like these amazing images. And if you're just like an everyday girl like me, uh, my pictures are probably not getting on the discover page that often that. And then I also think like when I started to actually gain some traction was when I did a lot of Instagram stories. I think stories are huge. People love them. And I mean, I know that's like all I watch basically like it's like YouTube vlogs, but in a shorter format, I feel like you just get it like every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I always tell people just like, don't underestimate everyday content. Like what coffee are you drinking? What, you know, what leggings are you ordering on Amazon? What, you know, errands are you running? Just like every day, you just want to feel like you're hanging out with a friend. So just sharing those things that you think are uninteresting, 
I think are interesting to people. Yeah, I think we saw a lot of growth on YouTube once we started to vlog more and, and really show behind the scenes of our life. And that's really like let people in on our life. And so we took that and we kind of collectively focus on Julie's Instagram growth, like as the primary Instagram. And so it was like, let's use the strategy of YouTube and vlogs and showing behind the scenes of our life. Let's take that and put that on Instagram as well for stories. And so as Julie mentioned, like stories is really great for engagement. I don't know how much that actually affects growth, Growth, I know. Um, but it's really great for like taking the growth you do have day after day and keeping them engaged with your content is through stories. But I would say growth itself is a combination of like Julie mentioned, of collabs. Things. It could be a combination of like getting on the discover page, like she mentioned, kind of like getting noticed on Instagram, but really we think, or we see the primary growth from Instagram being from other platforms, like people yeah. finding us on YouTube, watching us on YouTube, and then going over and following on Instagram. I think we always say that growth, like when people say, how do I grow on social media? Every creator says this, there's no formula, but there truly isn't. It's like, I don't know how to do it, but you basically, if I can give any advice is try a lot of different things, try different content types, talking about different things. It's like AB testing, right. And seeing like what people respond to, like, what are you good at talking about? And then if people are attracted to that, then take that and run with it. Like keep creating content about that until you start to get little wins here and here. And it's like a very slow, steady build. So always experimenting, trying new stuff. And yeah, I think right now I tell everybody, if you want to get started, like get on TikTok. It's like, for me, the number one area for like discovery right now. And I see people growing so fast. Um, I know girls that tried to grow their Instagram and like didn't get anywhere for years. And then they get on TikTok and they like shot up to a couple hundred K. Now they're growing on Instagram. It all feeds off of each other. It's just finding like being in the right place at the right time. A little bit of luck, a little bit of talent, you know, all that stuff. One thing we always talk about to add to it is you can't grow without discovery. And so it's like, where are you going to yeah. be discovered? Like where and how are you going to be discovered? And right now, TikTok is like a great area for discovery. I agree. Sorry, we have a lot to say about this. Can you tell? (laughs) No, I like keep going. I also have found on Instagram, and this is from like meetings with Instagram of things they've told me, but typically when you want to grow on Instagram, Instagram wants you to use Instagram. So if you're using every tool that Instagram offers, they're going to push it, especially their latest. So like right now with Reels, I wasn't growing on Instagram, had it in like a year. And all of a sudden I started posting reels and all of a sudden my account was like growing out of nowhere, like pretty quickly. And so that was another thing that I've noticed just like with my own account that that has like really helped. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like obviously Instagram wants you to stay on their platform versus going to TikTok. And so their version of TikTok is reels. And so if you're using reels, they're going to, that's probably like the primary thing on Instagram right now to grow, I would say is reels because their biggest competitor right now is TikTok. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to like really try and enter into this as like a career, but I wouldn't underestimate the amount of effort that it takes to put into multiple platforms. Like it literally is a full-time job. So I think maybe the misconception about social media, when, you know, you see the, the lifestyle and you see people that have followers, you're like, Oh my God, that looks so fun. And just like talk about clothes and you know, my life and everything, but really like I wake up and all I do is make TikToks, photos, we're recording our life for videos. Like that's what we capture content all day. And it is not easy to like put content on that many platforms, but 
I always explain to people, it's like no different than a nine to five job. So what am I going to sit in an office nine to five and send emails for a corporate company? Or am I going to create content nine to five? So it's, it is literally a job. It's no less work than any other nine to five. Yeah. People see the final result for the product that you're creating. They don't see what goes into the creation of it or like the emails and the contract negotiations and all that's exchanged. A lot of people do have management. We actually uh, don't have any management. So we run all that on the back end. But it's really just preference. Like it it's depends on like who does what. We actually have a team of two of us, which is somewhat rare in the space. So we're able to get by. Yeah. Yeah. That is so helpful. Having two, especially for editing. That is like oh, yeah. my, the dream. I don't know how like people, girls like you do it on your own. I'm like, I I don't think we would be where we were if we didn't have both of us because I just can't imagine. Like, how are you not so overwhelmed? I am so overwhelmed all the time. I did end up hiring an editor because remember when you guys were telling me I need to do other videos. And so I started doing other videos and I have those edited. Yeah. So that's not me editing those. And that has changed my life. Yay. Okay. Wait, we need their info. Yeah. You're able to create more and like still continue on with your life without being watered down. So that's awesome. Yeah, wait, do you edit, do they edit your vlogs or just like your No, because I'm like too afraid to have my vlogs be edited. I know. So I I do those, but any sit down videos. And my main thing too is like, I love filming those. I love doing that. But for some reason in the recent years, I hate editing them. And I've never been like that before. So I don't know what it is. So that was my main reason as to why I wasn't making those videos as to why I wasn't growing. So then I was like, I just need to hire someone to do it because it's taking too much of my time to where I could be putting that time elsewhere and I'll actually like film the videos. So it's been a good move. That's awesome. That's a smart move. Very smart move. (laughs) Yeah. One last thing to come back to the growth aspect. Yeah. And this is something that kind of clicked a second ago when you said that you still edit your vlogs is really like it's so underrated how valuable it is to just be yourself online because it's like you live in a world like social media is a world where everyone's kind of trying to be like the person they see on on their phone like the person they see on instagram there's like a mold of like what it's like to be an instagrammer and it's like you can step out of that mold and just like be your own version of like who you're going to be on instagram by being yourself it's like so valuable and we can't like speak to that enough. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like you can just feel when someone's being themselves or when they're not, there's just this sense of like what they're radiating off. I don't know. People can like smell it like right away. And I feel like even the first maybe year or two that I was on Instagram, I like loved these like super aesthetic feeds that were, you know, like very stylized and the photos looked beautiful and everything. And that's how I did my feed for so long. And one day I like, I realized I was like, this is like not, I love looking at this type of feed, but this isn't really, I'm just like kind of an everyday girl. I'm sharing literally like recipes and like, you know, pictures with my dog and stuff. And I don't, need to have an aesthetic feed just because I like to look at that. And I literally just like let go of those expectations. And I just started taking photos of things I liked. And I feel like that's when it really, like when I started just being myself and not trying so hard, I feel like that really helps. So just seriously be yourself and it shows. Yeah. What made me think of that is when you said you edit your vlogs, cause it's like, it's hard to give that up. Like we don't, we don't give that up. I don't see us giving that up for like a long time because yeah. vlogs are when we're most vulnerable. Exactly. And so it's like, what is someone else going to like put up on of me on the internet? You know, it's like, I want control over that. It's like a control aspect, but it all comes back to like just being yourself. And like, honestly, we could all probably get to the point where we give our vlogs away to someone for them to edit. 
just because we're comfortable with ourselves. Well, and you always have those shots of you like in the morning, like with no bra on, you're like, you know, it's like a clip that you can cut out, but you don't want to give that to an editor, you know? Exactly. Especially if like, I guess this isn't really a problem right now, but if like someone else is in my vlog, especially in college, when I would hire editors for certain things, I've never done it for vlogs because I know what someone else would feel comfortable with having, you know what I mean? It is a control thing, but it's also exactly what you said, Hunter. Like you're way more vulnerable in vlogs. So I'm like, I know one day eventually I'll probably have to give that job to someone, but I just am not ready for that. Yeah, no, same, same. I mean, we agree with you there. Yeah. But really it just all comes back to like growth wise on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, wherever you are, create something that you're proud of and like that is you and like you will grow. Yeah, I would say to sum it up, be yourself, try new things, new content types all the time to test and see what people respond to and then go after those things more and more. And then also diversify onto multiple platforms. And remind yourself to be yourself again. Yeah, (laughs) that was good. Okay, last question. What are some of your like reward style best practices? I would say one of my number one things is I like to look at uh, like each week I'll go on to the back end and look at what links are performing. So let's say I show, you know, a couple of different items in a week, like what was the top seller pretty much. And then likely like somebody maybe missed when I posted about that. Cause a lot of times, you know, you don't look at someone's stories every day. I'll just like repulse that item be like, in case you missed it, like I showed these Amazon leggings and like everyone was obsessed with them and here they are again, this is the sizing. I'll like just repulse things multiple times. And usually if it's done well once it will do well again. So constantly looking at those top performers and just like repulsing them, it just means like, Oh, okay. People liked that. So I'll share it again because maybe somebody missed it. So that's definitely a tip. Um, I also love to link literally everything to like to know it on Instagram because it basically creates like a library that people can just refer back to at any time. So if it's living on there, that's so easy. I'm still trying to figure out how to get people to like to know it. I think they feel like they have to buy it or something, but I'm like, it's a free service. Literally just, it's like an Amazon storefront basically, but of multiple, everything that you ever talk about. So really those, both of those two things are the, to sum those specific two things up. It's truly like keeping it available for people to find beyond just the 24 hours of like a swipe up link, whether you're posting it again or keeping it in a highlight, like allowing something or a place for someone to come back to and find it again, if they missed it, like you said, or if they didn't have a chance to like shop during those first 24 hours, like maybe they're at work and they see it. It's like, they're not in a shopping mindset. Yeah. I would say the biggest thing is like, look at your data. So I look at that all the time, even like things from the past year that I've done well, um, they're just patterns and you can start to see like, Oh my, like I kind of looked at my top performing links and I was like, okay, my audience really likes like really simple things. It's mm-hmm. like jeans or like a basic tea or dress. And I was like, Oh, that's so funny. Cause sometimes I feel like that's boring, but when I'm looking at data, that's what people like and that's what they're buying. So like, I should definitely make sure that I'm sharing more of that. So things like that, it's just really helpful to look at, at the data. Yeah. And if people find something interesting on YouTube, they might find it interesting on Instagram. So showing it a second time on a different platform and yeah. kind of diverse, diversifying where you're actually publishing that information. Exactly. That's good. Wow. I'm about to go on like to know all day today. That's what, that's my plan now. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, I love like to know it. It's the best. Oh my God. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I cannot wait to visit you guys in Nashville and find my country star. Um, but where can they find you? 
Okay, so we are primarily on YouTube. I would say if you're a new listener, you don't know who we are. Um, that's we vlog our literally our whole life. So you can watch us there. And then obviously I'm on stories every day on Instagram. I've been doing more TikToks. Hunter's getting into TikTok. Getting into TikTok. I told him he needs to start doing men's fashion. Yeah, so he's getting, some- getting into like getting on that game yeah we've, we've like we said earlier we've always focused on like julie's instagram like to know it from like a woman's standpoint because our audience is probably like 85 percent women but there's an opportunity there for for men like don't count that out by any yeah way. so it's julian hunter on youtube uh juge havens on instagram and hunt, hunt underscore havens on instagram and then well. i think i'm juge havens on tiktok also but yes. as julie mentioned we vlog most of our life and right now we're in the process of moving decorating our house a lot of decor yeah. content there really, really into decor <laughs> yeah That is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, I post episodes every Thursday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you guys can stay up to date. If you liked today's episode, please give it a nice little rating and review. You guys can find me on Instagram at Kinsey Elizabeth. We also have an Instagram for the podcast, a Facebook group, and a newsletter. So everything will be in the description. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and I will talk to you next week.